Welcome to Sundoku Book Club, where we finally get to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Leif Nelson. And I'm Emily Miner. And today, continuing our Jesus summer, started in Jesus June. Uh, Ending in Jesus July. Yes, is The Gospel According to Peanuts. Um, this is a book written by Robert L. Short, a uh, minister... Uh, in the United States. This book was published in the 60s. Um, the the front of the page actually shows that it doesn't just tell you like the first printing and the current printing. It tells you first, second, third, fourth, all the way up to the 14th printing, which I am assuming this is a part of. Um, it was a bestseller. Um, it's sold as a, like the back blurb. It's basically saying that you're looking at I mean, it's the gospel according to Peanuts. You're looking at the Bible or the Gospels through the lens of the Peanuts comic strips by Charles Schultz. Um, This was a gift from my grandma who doesn't always understand. um, I'm working on my master's in children's literature, specifically working with like graphic novels and comic books. And she doesn't always like grasp that, and but but she knows that I like comics, and so she gave this to me, and uh, it would it, it did look very interesting because it's like oh this is like actually kind of like along the lines of what I'm doing, like looking at stuff through comics, and the back blurb actually even says that the author he his phd work or at least a good part of it was talking about theology and literature and supposedly using uh peanuts uh through quite a bit of that um besides that it it it, i feel like i don't know what to say right now because it wasn't that good (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like i say that a lot but I have, like, a lot of times when I'm reading a book for this, sometimes I feel like I'm obligated to finish it. And it, and it's, and I know I've, like, had negative views on the books I've read before. But for some reason, this one felt worse in a way, just because I was so bored during the entire thing. Mostly because it is not exactly the gospel according to Peanuts, like the title says. It's more like... Here is some theology stuff and a lot of comic like excerpts from Peanuts to illustrate my point. And it feels it it just does not feel like it's actually doing what it says it does, which I think would be incredibly interesting. Um even the the concepts it has, so like I'm gonna read the titles, because the titles are great. Um there are six chapters. Um, one of which is just a postscript, but it's, um, the first one is the church and the arts, and then the whole trouble, original sin, the wages of sin is, ah, what, whatever the, whenever it's just, ah, like they're yelling. I need, what? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The wages of sin is, when they're yelling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, ah. Um, 
Good Grief and The Hound of Heaven. And I do think those are interesting titles using peanut stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, it just doesn't go anywhere for me. So can you tell me a little bit about what you were maybe hoping for when you see a title like The Gospel According to Peanuts? So to me, like, I know that Schultz was very religious. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Like, you can just watch, like, the uh, Christmas special and know that, like, he's not just making, like, a generic holiday one. He's specifically, there's a whole scene, Linus is (laughs) bathed in white and just recites part of the Bible. Yeah, and it's all about, like, it's not about the materialism of the holiday. It's about the... Religious part of the holiday, right? So, it's yeah. not even doing. It's not about the material part. It's about family and gathering. Mm-hmm. No, it is put uh, the Christ back in yeah, Christmas. Yep, yeah. Definitely. Um, there, I, I've heard several times. There's like a there's a I guess myth that he was having a hard time getting the Christian stuff in the short, which is not true. I think the hardest part they had was getting funding, which is why. In the original version, which you usually don't see on whatever VHS or DVD you have, there's a part where they're skating and someone goes flying and hits a Coca-Cola sign. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Wow. No, I've never seen that one. Yeah. Um, but so I know he's religious and, and he the book even quotes him sometimes. And honestly, those parts where it actually looks at what Schultz was thinking about and sometimes what he was thinking about when he was writing the comics and sometimes it was just him talking about religion or his mother because his mother died when he was very well not very young uh, like right before he was drafted for mm-hmm. world war ii and i feel like that would have been a much more interesting route and again um and because he's religious stuff like that shows up in the comics and not necessarily just in a I'm going to recite part of the Bible now in actual, like, strips with a punchline that, like, oh, I can see sort of, like, a theology under mm-hmm. this. Like, when, I can't remember the kid, um, he, uh, he's talking to Charlie Brown um, and is explaining his, like, plan for Christmas, which is, like, if Santa isn't real i don't have to be good at all it doesn't even matter and if he is real he's got to be a really nice guy and it doesn't and he'll give me presents anyway and that very much is like okay santa is god Mm -hmm. and the presents are heaven for sure yeah (laughs) and it's like okay i can see something here like that would be really interesting but again most of this is not actually it's not using peanuts as like its primary text that it's looking at things through. Uh, He's using like Calvin and Kierkegaard and like all of these philosophers and theologians and then including stuff from Peanuts as like, and here's from our sponsor, like sort of thing. Well, is it sort of like among these other like theologians we also have Charles Schultz sort of thing, No, it's not know? even talking about Charles Schultz as a theologian. It'll most the most common one is just like or like we also have charlie brown (laughs) yeah let me try and find a quick example okay so 
it's not hard to find an example because, in my opinion, most of the book is filled with bad examples of using peanuts to illustrate a point. And this one is a section, this is the original sin section, and then it says, um, thus, quote, the day of one's birth, end quote, has great significance throughout the Bible. And then it's got a colon, and it has a comic then of Linus, like, being... I'm, I'm not going to read the comic because that's one of the weirdest ways to... the pod, A podcast is not... There's no audiobook of comics as far <laughs> as I know. We least not good ones. No. Um, but it's Linus, I'm assuming, complaining about Lucy, who, said, who I guess earlier said that she wished he had never been born. He's like, the theological implications alone are staggering. And it's like... There are theological implications, I guess, of your sister wishing you had never been born, but it has nothing to do with, like, what... What he was talking about. Right, what mm -hmm. he was talking about at that time. And that's how a lot of it is. And again, there are moments where I think he does touch on it. I think the best chapter is, um, it's either The Wages of Sin is, ah, or Good Grief, because he's kind of talking about the idea of children being inherently, like, innocent, and then uses like examples of all the kids and peanuts being turds, like Lucy being mean to anyone, mm -hmm. or the the girl who's always harassing Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I don't remember either. She's got naturally curly hair though. Does she? No. Oh, no. are you talking about Marcy, the black-haired girl? Yeah, I got taller and. I think her name is Marcy. Okay. I might be wrong. It's been a while okay. for me, but... But yeah. So it, it has its moments, but... And, and I, th this is all stuff... I, I feel like I'm tiptoeing around. A lot of this stuff I'll probably post on the Twitter account just to give examples. Because, again, I don't want to mm -mm. talk about Listen comics. Um, yeah, I was just really disappointed because... And, and there's usually like a single one or two like peanut strips per like not page but like every other page so every anytime you open the book there's going to be a comic strip and i found myself while reading as soon as i opened look at the comic strip instead mm -hmm. of like just taking the time because i was like i'm either going to get the point by just reading the strip that he's talking about or it won't make sense, and I'll start reading the context, and it's I'll just be disappointed. Yeah, and you'll just skip it. Right. Um, and again, there's like a lot of really interesting stuff that I think could be done with this. Um, but in the end, like it just does not work for me. Like there, there have been a few. Um, there are two recent Twitter threats within like the last year I can think of that went kind of like semi-viral that were just talking about Schultz and something. So, like, there were two holidays. One was Mother's Day and the other was um, Veterans Day, I believe. I can't remember. But, um, and, and we can post a link to them. This was by Luke Eplin, who's, like, a writer at, like, The Atlantic and New Yorker and apparently just knows a bunch about Charles Schultz. And... He, he tells in one about how Mother's Day is important to in Peanuts because, uh, like, 
usually those days follow like Snoopy or Woodstock and how they don't know where their mom is or they can't like reach them because Charles Schultz's mother died when he was like in his 20s or something like that. And it's just, even if he's not trying to make a point as he like the, the, this guy who made the Twitter thread, I can't remember, is trying to make like an overall point. I at least have an idea of, yes, here's a point about Mother's Day and here's a bunch of examples of that and we can probably draw something from that. Oh, and also here's a quote from Charles Schultz just to tie some things together. That's what I was really kind of wanting from this where it just felt like he was peppering random pictures like like someone who's using memes as like a joke in the middle of their very serious mm-hmm. article mm-hmm. it would have been interesting if he because is the point ever really to sort of try to extrapolate schultz's theology from the comics or is it only to use the comics as like really tenuous examples of what the i'm sorry who's the author again Robert Short. Robert Short. Of what Short is talking about? For the most part, it's the second one. But every once in a while, again, it will, like, include a quote where... So, like, one of the more, like, straightforward chapters to me was the very first one Mm -hmm. where he's kind of, like, mere Christianity, building up what he's talking about first. Because the first chapter is about the church and the arts, and it's kind of talking about how art can be used in religion and the church and how he finds value in art and it's not stupid or like a waste. And that was really interesting. And and there I sort of like got the inkling that like Peanuts wasn't necessarily the focus of it, but I still felt like it was going to like lead up to it. And Ponet's Peanuts, ponuts. Ponuts. Peanuts did come to the forefront later, but it, it still didn't feel like it was the main point. Like in the original sin section, it felt like we're going to talk about original sin, which if anyone doesn't know, original sin is us getting kicked out of Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the garden and the sin that everybody has on them from the moment they're born like it's that apple fruit yes <laughs> don't eat apples kids um and i feel like the one the one time i felt like the one there, there is a specific one that was like the most tenuous to me and it was so it's in good grief which i felt like could be a very good chapter again because i'm assuming it's talking about like sadness and other things mm-hmm. and how those can be good or finding good things in those. I don't yeah. know. I wasn't writing the book, but it's not about that. It's talking about a little bit about like the suffering we go through, but it is strangely like either dismissive or I don't know. I feel it can, it, it can do a good job of making its point because a lot of peanuts, especially just reading the, this book, a lot of Peanuts is about someone, like, being unhappy. Like, Charlie Brown is almost always, like, miserable in some way. Or Linus is calm until his blanket gets taken away and he's a nervous wreck. Or Lucy is constantly complaining. But the the one that stood out to me from this chapter is, in the book, Short is writing about, is talking about, like, 
Job and other people who have gone through like trials and tribulations and seems to be making the point that the fear of God is good enough to like make us do good things or something and not in the biblical sense or the the way that I was taught in Bible school that like when we talk about fear of God we're talking about like that's just an old-timey way of saying like respect he is specifically talking about fear in this because he says he's talking about um well he's talking about that and then the example he gives is Linus is practicing for the Christmas pageant has his Bible verse he's practicing. He's like, I don't want to do it. I, I can't do it. And Lucy like threatens to punch him. And then he, he, he gets it memorized. And the book almost seems to be saying like, haha, this is like funny, but not right. But it also like, just seems like the only reason to do good things is because God is going to send you to hell. <laughs> like that is how I read and that. And apparently Lucy punching him is like right. the fear of God. Yeah. Cause it describes it as uh, this kind of divine instruction in Christmas programs may be brought about through a holy terror and then has that strip. And it's just like, it feels, if it's just supposed to be a joke, it's as annoying as the others to me. And if it's supposed to be making a point, it's like, is that really like what you're saying? Right. Like not only does it not make sense, but like I disagree on so many levels. Right. <laughs> just like... On a base, like, moral level. <laughs> right. And to me, like, so a frequent argument I've seen, like, um, atheists and other people say when they're, like, arguing with religious people, Christians believe that the only reason to do good things is to go to heaven. And there are definitely people who believe that. Um, but I think that's usually said in response to... Someone saying, like, how can you have a moral compass without religion? And that's, like, a, I think, like, a valid argument against that, that, like, religion is not necessarily, like, the only, uh, like, validation of a moral compass in any way. Um, the worst chapter is, to me, The Hound of Heaven, which is, like, focused on Snoopy. Because mm -hmm. he does not know what he's talking about with Snoopy. Like, he, at one point, seems to be talking about how Snoopy is Christ-like, what? Yes. Snoopy is Christ-like because he tries to stop us from our temptations when he stops. Uh, he, like, I guess this was, like, a running gag that he would try and steal Linus's blanket from oh, him. Oh, yeah. And based on earlier chapters where he's talking about, like, idolatry um, and worshipping false idols, he talks about Linus's blanket, security blanket, as, like, a false idol and <laughs> I'm leaning against the mic. Okay. So he's talking about that, and it only makes sense in that regard that, like, three chapters later, Snoopy trying to steal the blanket is, like, God trying to get our attention back. And it's just so strange. It's, like, the only time to me that, like, the chapter is about... Here's specifically how Snoopy is Christ-like or enacts these, like, Christian-like ideals. And it just, like, falls on its face for me. Like, it just does not work in any way. 
Um, but the other thing that doesn't make sense is that he will, on one section, talk about how he's Christ-like, and then in the other parts, talk about how cruel he can be. Because mm-hmm. he can be mean. Like, yeah. he can, like... He's kind of a little, like... He's a show-off. He's dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just... But I love him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can do some mean things, he can do some bad things, and he can be, like, ridiculous and whatever... And he includes those alongside it to talk about, here's a different thing. And it just, like, shows how they contradict. And it's just frustrating. This guy just really, really wanted to write this book, but, like, didn't have a solid, like, he just shoehorned these in and it sold because it's the gospel according to Peanuts. Right. And who wouldn't, like, who wouldn't. In my head, I'm like, who wouldn't buy that? Right, like, yeah. people like the peanuts. Schultz was like famously religious. Why wouldn't you? But like, it doesn't. Yeah. I feel like you could make it work, but like this guy does not. Definitely. So, yeah. To me, the biggest thing is that it just does not. He, he to me, he's not actually interpreting the gospel according to peanuts. He's interpreting the gospel and then. He, he must have put a lot of work into this, because nowadays I would just, like, you would go to the Peanuts database and, like, search certain words mm-hmm. and find it. He combed through this right. to find To find some his bad terrible, examples. Terrible, terrible examples. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know if they're bad examples. They're bad examples for what he's talking about. Like, yeah. I feel like you could use a lot of... Yeah, I think what it comes down to is what you were talking about, how it's not the primary text. Like, it's it's different when you're just trying to, like, make a bunch of claims about theology you believe or, like, mm-hmm. that other theologians have said, and then sort of trying to, like, shoehorn in these examples from Peanuts versus, like, actually closely reading Peanuts and trying to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like either he he didn't do that or he did it badly. Yeah. Why am I crankier about this than you are? I'm, like, getting all I've heated. Because I've been resigned to it for the past few yeah. days before we recorded. <laughs> I really, I'm a big Peanuts fan, so I'm, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm and I'm not trying to say, like, I could have done it better. Yeah. But, like somebody could have done it better and Mm -hmm. peanuts deserves better because i really like peanuts i think i i feel like i i've been sort of like going around in circles on this because i'm just disappointed but i think the thing to end for me with this is actually from the forward um by nathan a scott jr who's apparently a professor of theology and literature at University of Chicago. Oh. Yes. And the foreword is basically just talking about how, wow, it might sound weird that we're using, that Robert's using the these peanut strips to talk about the gospel. Isn't that kind of weird and interesting? But just goes to show you. And, but also, like, is lamenting the decline of the American cartoon. Um... And so, like, it talks about how Mad and Superman 
are unfortunate perversions of the kind of art that was finding expression a generation ago in Little Orphan Annie and Dick Tracy and Gasoline Alley. And is basically just talking about how kids these days don't have good comics around. And it's funny because he's mentioning two pretty classic comics that people now... And, like, Mad Magazine, I think, literally is, like, ending next month. Mm, like, really? it's only now, like, shutting down. Wow. And Superman, obviously, is... Superman. It is going to be popular as long as, like, copyright law keeps it in DC's hands. <laughs> um, like, just... It, it's funny to me that, like... The, the forward was basically just talking about, like, don't you wish that comics were good like they were in the old days? Well, apparently Peanuts is all right. And I guess we're going to look at it. We're going to look at the Bible through it? That's weird. Here, Robert. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy like... the book. And it's like, it, it's like the forward was written by someone who just, like, had no clue what this was. Like, <laughs> really? Peanuts in the Bible? <laughs> all right. Take it away. <laughs> weird if you say so <laughs> yeah oh my gosh just disappointed yeah it's all right what are we what are we doing next time uh next time i am going so we're continuing jesus june and july <laughs> christmas in july um with uh the chronicles of narnia which one I'm doing the whole thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Velt Punch for their music. Uh, a fighting pose from the album His Strange Fighting Pose. And with that, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.